Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth with your host, Diane Helbig. Diane is a leading small business development and leadership coach, author, and speaker who is passionate about sharing valuable ideas, tips, and techniques with business professionals worldwide. Diane brings you the world's experts and gurus in all things business, whether it's sales, structure, social media, planning, or plateauing, guests bring their expertise and energy to each episode. When growing your business is your focus, Accelerate Your Business Growth is the show to listen to. Got a topic or guest suggestion? Let Diane know. The goal is to make sure you have the information you need to move your business forward. Thanks for joining us. Settle in and enjoy. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Today's podcast is sponsored by Audible.com. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free book when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth. Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast continues to enjoy inclusion on lists of the best podcasts to listen to and is, uh, has really turned into a great resource for small business owners, entrepreneurs, sales professionals, uh, all those folks out there in the business world uh, wanting to uh, be more successful and do greater things. Uh, this is really because of the guests who have joined me over the years. Uh, these are folks with expertise in various areas of business, and they give of their time and that expertise for all of you. Today, I have such a person as a guest. My guest is Koki Barini. Koki is the founder of AlphaVest, has been providing financial guidance to clients since 1996, is a 40 under 40, and Woman CEO of the Year recipient. Her latest book, Perfect Day, inspires and equips business leaders to achieve a healthy work-life balance that unlocks their full potential. Her 20-plus years advising clients and her experiences as an entrepreneur provide numerous stories that illustrate the effectiveness of her, of her holistic approach toward having perfect days. Thanks so much for joining me today, Koki. Diane, so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. My favorite thing to do is talk perfect day message. <laughs> Fabulous, because I love to hear about perfect days, because so, <laughs> we all want to live them. Um, will you talk some about why it is that having a healthy work-life life balance is really important for a business's success? 
Sure. Well, you know, and I, I would answer that almost in reverse, if that makes any sense, is that, and, I, and I, maybe I'll phrase this from the perspective of the entrepreneur or the business owner, if, that, if, right. if that's uh, what makes sense, is sure. that I really think it's more about the success of the person, which then drives the success of the business. Ah. And so I try to flip that around for my clients and my listeners. And I have um, adopted something from one of my mentors called a life-driven business model, which is sort of turns, you know, what you've said, like, you know, why is it so important for business success? I think we should start with let's have personal success first and then let the business success come later. And Ah. so you know, why do I think it's important? I mean, I just think it's important because in a world that's filled with so much um, fear, uh, you know, fear and scarcity and really perfectionism. Yes, I said it, perfectionism. (laughs) You know, we, days are not perfect. And, you know, I find it so interesting right now that we are in the greatest economic boom in history, the longest economic, the longest bull market on the stock market in history. And yet, I'm not sure that's matching with the attitudes and the, uh, just just the feeling I'm getting from, from the people at large. And I don't know if you agree with me with that or not. Um, it just seems to me like there's a disconnect and I wonder why that is. And so, You know, I would want to answer your question from, you know, solving the work-life balance from the life perspective first, and then letting the the work balance flow from there. So I really like that because it's um, really that your business can't be successful if you aren't um, in harmony, you know, balance, balance, whatever you want to call it. Because then you can't really give it what it needs. And it doesn't need, you know, like I'm not thinking, okay, you have to give it everything you've got because I I don't think then you're terribly balanced. But your business needs certain things. You as a human need certain things. Your your, um, family, uh, you know, the people you're connected to need certain things. And so I, I get it that, if we aren't, it's like they say you know, moms should be taking care of themselves first because otherwise they can't really take care of their kids, right? It's that Precisely. Sort of thing. Precisely. Yeah. And our business should be our kid versus, yeah. versus a, a manifestation of our own self-worth, which you know, happens, yeah. happens with me all the time. It happens with all entrepreneurs, really. And you know, I had this huge aha moment, and I've seen it with, with many, many clients over the last two decades. But, but my big aha moment came in 2010 when I recognized that my family was getting my leftovers. <laughs> so that's a term I talk about a lot is, you know, who's getting your leftovers? Yeah. And it was until I was brave enough to really walk um, my talk and, and um, really take a, a leap of faith and create a life-driven business model and not having a business-driven life model, I hope you see the difference, Sure. Do. Um, was that 
I quit giving my family the leftovers. They came first. And what followed was 25% year over year growth for three or four years running. Uh, so yeah. I've done it, I've lived it and it's just, it's a better way to live. And, and you know, I, I wanted to maybe add on to something you said previously, which is of course you can have a successful business when you're not a whole person. I, I think yeah. it happens all the time. But the yeah. question is, do you really want that? I mean, yeah, right. who wants to wake up um, at 55 who's been striving, striving, and striving to like roll this boulder up a hill called your business and just killing yourself for it, giving everybody your leftovers all for this notion of retirement and A, have a heart attack, B, your wife leaves you, or C, you or your children end up in rehab. I mean- right you know, where's the, where's the fruit in that? And so many, many entrepreneurs have all those scenarios. And if that's what you want, you can have a successful business that way. Um, but yeah. I think we should go sort of the way of the Europeans, <laughs> which is <laughs> let's have siestas in the middle of the day and let's love our families and let's go on long vacations and yeah oh by the way there's a, there's a shop that we need to go reopen at, at 2 30 in the afternoon and and we'll close back down at 5 30 and then we'll start all over again the next day you know it's it's more of a focus on on family and values and um fun and travel and yeah family yeah, yeah. so all right so this is interesting to me because i don't know why and maybe you do this country has never adopted that sort of work philosophy. Because you find that this problem of not really having work-life balance is, is more American or, or uh, you, know, you know, I don't think it's all altogether fair to say that, but I think that whenever I use that example of, you know, what Europe looks like in the months of June, July, and August. <laughs> you know, I think, I think people get it, you know, because that's not what it looks like here in the States. Yeah. Um, you know, it, there was, and I wrote about this in Perfect Day, um, there was one company that actually instituted um, no email Friday. I nice. love that. I love yeah. that. So, um, I, I can't really answer the question other than from, you know, my background is in finance um, and investments. And so I, I have an, enough um, economic education and experience to, to be dangerous. But, um, <laughs> but I think that if you look at the business cycle or the economic cycle of Europe versus that of the United States, they say that they're about 10 years behind. And so I'm wondering if in 10 years uh, we would see a change in Europe. And I hope not. Yeah, no kidding. I yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. I mean, I, I love the whole, I've always loved this whole idea of taking a break in the afternoon because I think most people really need to recharge. And, and it's so um, good for your spirit to just stop and, and take a moment and we just drive, 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 drive. Right. And, and right. And I think sometimes we're driving through fog cause we're not really in our best place. No just, question about it. 
Yeah. No question about it is that, you know, perception is not always reality. And, you know, you have to sometimes check yourself in the mirror and say, well, what are my clients going to think when they see me running the bridge at noon on a day when (laughs) the market's off 400 points? I mean, you know, um, you know, am I going to be better for them for having run or not having run? Right. Right. I think we all know the answer to that one. (laughs) We sure do. And I think we're learning so much more about um, the, our physical being and, and how it um, thrives and the things that it needs. You know, like I, I was, I do a lot of trainings and I was in a training for trainers and they said, have your attendees stand up every, mm-hmm. every couple, whatever, because it takes oxygen to the brain. It just shoots oxygen to the brain. They're going to learn so much more, but you know, this is how adults learn kind of thing. And I thought, wow, that is fascinating. Cause, and you can see it once someone says it, it makes perfect sense. So yeah, I, I am going to, I'm going to put this out there to you in the world. Um, you've inspired me with that. Okay. Um, my last perfect day workshop, I had the idea in my head, but it was at the 11th hour and I wasn't brave enough to do it. But, um, last summer, um, a client challenged me to 30 days of planks in odd places. And so for 30 straight <laughs> days, I would plank for three minutes in a crazy place. And, um, and at this last workshop, I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to make everyone get on the floor and plank. We don't have to do it for three minutes, but like yeah. just a 30 second to a one minute, you know, everyone gets on the floor, like ladies in dresses, you can point towards the wall. But, um, so, so I, I'm going to do a version of that <laughs> next go. Great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. 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 Hey, listen, I've been at conferences where they've had everybody stand up and do yoga poses in the middle of, of just because it, it so centers you and invigorates you. And I've right. been at other ones where we've exercised in the middle. I so. love it. It's a great yeah. pattern interrupt. Yes, exactly. Yes. Right. Yes. It's like hitting the reset button. Oh yes. That's one of my favorite phrases. Is it really? Yes. Oh, that's so great. Okay. So, so now talk to me some about why it is, that entrepreneurs have such a hard time with this whole concept of balance. I think by nature, most entrepreneurs of the best of us are pretty type A in nature. And um, for the most part, that puts us out there in a place where, and I, I don't know, I'd love your feedback. You know, it puts us out there in a place where um, we're visionaries and, and we love ideation and we get supercharged by exciting things and we get enthusiastic and then we squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. <laughs> and we run from, you know, one great fun thing to the next. And so, you know, that doesn't breed balance. No. That, that would be my quick and dirty answer. I don't know what your experience mm-hmm. is. I, I think there's a lot of that, I, I, and I definitely think most entrepreneurs are A-type. I, I think also that um, – And by the way, that's where I got LDD. I, I took it from my ADD. Lifestyle <laughs> deficit disorder is something I talk about in the book, but I got it because most entrepreneurs have ADD, and it doesn't, yes. it doesn't need to be a negative – it doesn't need to have a negative connotation. I embrace mine and love it. So 
I'm sorry, with that, I interrupted you. No, that's okay. I mean, I agree with you. It's so funny. I can't tell you how many people say to me, well, you know what? I think I have ADD. And I just look at them and I go, okay, we all do. Yeah, no of course. Kidding. It's, it's, like, it's yay, you're the lucky one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now, let's harness that just a little bit so that right. we can be a little more, right. So, yeah, I, I, and, and I think part of it is, for some entrepreneurs, I think it, it's, uh, they think the expectation is that they are supposed to be heads down working as much as possible. I think a lot of entrepreneurs have this idea that other people expect them to have all the answers and be working a lot. And, and so even though if they looked at it, they'd realize they're probably not really productive and they've left out, right. Their life. I I think they just sort of do this. I gotta, I gotta nose to the grindstone, nose to the grindstone, nose to the grindstone until I get to, you know, whatever it is that they've been going after. Yeah. yeah, Spinning, spinning wheels in, in productivity are are two very different things. And so, you know, I would add to that and, and I love in in all, in the works that I've read by you, it seems I have to see this theme of actionable steps, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the act, one of the actionable things I would, I, give to and love to share with people about perfect days is that of doing something brave every day makes a perfect day. Like I don't like micromanaging for people what makes their perfect days, but the framework and the tool that I give people, which is 411 doing the four things that are going to make a perfect day before 11 AM. The the two pieces of, of specific framework I try to give around that is one needs to be around contribution or random act of kindness. And the other needs to be something that's brave, you know, no, no rules on that. And the reason why I bring that up is that my bravest, most productive things that I do for my business um, happen in the middle of a run or, or happen on a mountain. Um, the bravest things are, are when I'm inspired to make that next best connection or commit to something and make myself co- accountable to something that is going to get my business to the next level never happens in the walls of my office. <laughs> and so, you know, for that, that for others is, is this idea of like nose to the grindstone moving, 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 shuffling paper around and piles around, that's not productivity. That's just spinning wheels and feeling, you know, feeding the monster within us that lies to you that says, oh yeah, you're being productive because you're within the four walls of your office between nine and five. And, you know, that's just not what perfect days are made about for the business owner or the non-business owner. Yeah. Right. Right. For anybody. Yeah. And, you know, um, Diane, there's this, there's this thing about balance too. And, and I think for your entrepreneurial listeners, I would encourage them not to strive for balance. And that's sort of what that 411 framework is all about is that 411 framework is like, you know, get your shit done before 11. That's for you. Get your, your perfect day groove on and get it done by 11. And then that's your focus and your imbalance for that part of your day. 
and then move on to the rest of your day and let the world have you. Let those phone calls come in, let the emails come in, you know, sort of float through your day, get through your to-do list, and that's the imbalance part of that latter half of the day. So Boy, I got to tell you how much I love that. Oh, good. Love it. There's For so many reasons. Oh, my gosh. It's so focused. I like structure, so it's somewhat structured because, you know, it's by 11, I guess, I guess is what I'm saying. As far as yes. people doing it their own way, yeah, I'm all about that, too. But, but And then you're just open to uh, meeting your day where it is and as it comes to you, which I think is so less stressful than feeling like you're constantly being interrupted and can't get to the things that you want to get to. They're already done. Yeah. Oh, and so wow. it's, it, it's, it should be said, it's, it's the imperfection in a perfect day. It's the imbalance in a balanced day. And, you know, real life story, this happened to me. I love giving this example because it resonates with most. And I, I sure, I'm sure I have more, but um, I was doing a perfect day workshop in Atlanta. And um, the next day, my flight wasn't until like maybe two or so. And, you know, I'm 411 in it. I'm 411 warrioring whether I'm, you know, in my zip code or not. And I, I 411 on the side of mountains, by the way, too. Um, cause it's possible. It is. Yeah, um, right. and I 411 it and I got my four things done. I was brave and a random act of kindness. I made some forward motion momentum with, you know, my finances. And then I did something else, which, you know, I got my four things done and then guess what? My flight got canceled at two. Ooh. Now normally yeah. my flight getting oh. canceled would have ruined my day. Not perfect day. But there's the mindset. No, no, no. I've already had a perfect day. My flight got canceled. Oh, who cares? I've already had a perfect day. So I don't, oh. I don't, I don't know if that resonates with you, but like it that was does. a real life me experience that it really just shifts your mindset of when life pushes on you and life happens. Yeah. It's like, oh, that doesn't matter because I've already had a perfect day. I was yeah. in control of creating my perfect day rather than wanting to experience a perfect day. And there's a huge difference in that, creating a perfect day versus experiencing a perfect day. You know, experiencing Boy, no one would have been great. The plane was on time. I got to sit next to Brad Pitt in first class. Not true. <laughs> you know, those experiences would make for a perfect day, right? But yeah. um, the best of perfect days are ones you create on your own two feet. I just, I, I'm telling you, I, I am so embracing this whole concept. I love that. And I can feel the difference between those, the experience that you had and the experience that you could have had if you hadn't already had your perfect day. It's a with, very with small flight shift. cancellation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, very small shift. Well, I have a 411 journal that I'm sending to you. So it's a beta. So I'd love your feedback. Ooh, right on. Okay. Yes. Well, I'm happy to participate in that. Great. Terrific. Okay. So if someone's listening and they're, and they're thinking to themselves, wow, I, I love this concept. I'm, I'm getting it, but I don't even know, you know, what I would do. It, where do they start? Like they, they, if, if they're thinking, okay, 
I want to be more intentional about setting goals in my personal life and my professional life and trying to find this perfect day thing and, and this whole balance or, you know, any of this, how do they start? What do they do? Okay, this is when I come at you with a fire hose. <laughs> so you're ready? <laughs> I guess. Thanks for well, the warning. Go ahead. Yeah, and this is, this is the type A ADD entrepreneur. <laughs> it's, it's my, this is my life's message. This is my life's work, okay? And so I have it out there for the world to consume in so many different modalities, and they're free. So most of them are free anyway. Um, so... It just depends on, on what type of person you are. So I have, I have the Perfect Day e-course. I have it in um, a free downloadable book version, uh, Perfect Day. Um, so freebook.cokiebarini.com. Um, I, I have it in a podcast. Um, a lot of people are Facebook watchers on my Perfect Day Connect Facebook page where I... Um, Incidentally, on Monday and Wednesday mornings, I hope you're sitting, at 5.30 in the morning, <laughs> I do a 411 live. What time is that? <laughs> East Coast. Okay. Which really sucks when I'm in Colorado at my lifestyle. <laughs> because I do it at 3.30 in the morning. Um, but nonetheless, you know, I think there's, there's a lot out there in, in the form of webinar, books, um, e-course, Facebook. I have lots of modalities for people to dial in this, the framework of 411, which is the place to start, is to okay. really understand what is 411 about and what are those four things. Because there's 411 for the layperson. And then there's 411 on steroids, which there really is a framework where I guide even deeper as to what I think those four categories or those four areas of your life you should be looking at every morning before 11 a.m. And I talk about it all over the web on my Facebook page, Perfect Day Connect. Um, so I hope I answered your question. Um, you did. I, 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 I pretty much sensed that it was starting with the 411, but I really appreciate that you are putting things out there in a whole lot of different ways because people grab information differently. Correct. So, yeah, yeah, I'm not an e-course learner. You know, I would want to meet like one-on-one -on -one with someone like yourself. Yeah. You know, like that's, that's, that's yeah. where I learn and that's where I get my accountability and um, my best successes. So, you know, I do also do, you know, consultations, but you know, I think your listeners want to hear more about some of the free tools that are out there so they can, you know, cut their teeth and see, you know, what, what, right. is, what is this perfect yeah. day in 411 all about? Right. And, exactly. you know, if they, if they want more, then, you know, we can give them more, however, however they need. I'm, I'm pretty accessible simply because, um, like I said, this is my life's message. So this is what yeah. I'm just having a blast um, doing right now in my career. It's so great. Thank you. So, and if there's someone listening who's asking themselves the question, which I'm knowing these listeners, I'm sure there's at least one, um, who's saying to themselves, you know what, I I'll just wait for retirement to focus on my personal life and get that all squared away. What would you say to them? I would say hope is not a strategy. <laughs> that is what I would say to them. Um, and I would also say, 
my goal for my clients is to never retire them because you, you mentioned the term earlier in the podcast of um, reset. Yeah. When my clients come to me and say, oh, I've had a really good couple years in my business, Koki, and I really want to get out and, you know, I'm looking forward to retiring and inevitably, you know, it's, a, you know, I, I mean, I'll give you the real example of Bob. That wasn't his name, but you know, Bob says this to me and I say, oh my, Bob, that's fantastic. What are you going to do? And Bob says, oh my gosh, I'm going to play golf. I can't wait. Yeah. And I say, oh, that's awesome. What's your handicap? And Bob says, I don't play golf. And I'm like, the hell are you talking about? You want to retire so you can play golf and you don't even know if you like golf. You know, oh. what's, what's going on here? And so what's going on is that Bob's and the Janes, because the Janes are out there too, are tired. They're tired and they need a reset. And, you know, when you put retirement in the framework of your reset, you're going to fail because yeah. you can only play golf or, you know, most of the Janes say to me, I just want to go to the beach. It's like, you know, you can only hang out at the beach with an umbrella and a cocktail for so long before yeah. the true entrepreneur says, I'm ready to get back at it. So, you know, long-winded answer to a most of them really don't want to retire um yeah and b for those who really do want to retire um you don't want to show up into retirement and and i can't count on two hands i cannot count on both my hands it makes me a, even a little of a clump if you can hear it um i cannot even count on two hands how many people i know have strived for retirement and then fall short, yeah. you know, either, you know, a husband at 42 passes away or um, cancer, heart attack, rehab, yeah. you know, you, you have, they have these visions of, um, like I mentioned earlier, wanting to retire and travel the world with your family and your, your children and your spouse. Well, do you even have a relationship with your spouse yeah, and your children? Boy. And so, you know, uh, yeah. I would say yeah. you can't wait. You gotta, you gotta focus on your, your values and what's most important today and let the business, let the business follow. Cause it really will. If it's something you're passionate about and you design it around, um, you know, around this, this life driven business model, I mentioned, um, the riches will come. And when right. I say riches, I really mean in all aspects yeah. of the yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. It's a woo-woo concept. I get it. Yeah, I, I get it. But I love it. Listeners are going to go, oh, that sounds real great, Goki. But yeah, but you know, they well, first of all, they get it, and they've heard it from me, and and it's funny because I do the same thing. I'll go, okay, I know this is really woo-woo. I'm just telling you, it works. I don't know why it does, and I don't need to know why. I am telling you, like it's a universal Dr. truth. I say, it really is. Yep, it, it, is. it absolutely is. And it, it some is. things are a leap of faith, but whatever you're doing's not working for you. So why not? What have you got to lose? Right. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to take a quick sponsor break and then I have some more questions for you. Fantastic. Accelerate Your Business Growth Podcast is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. 
They have over 150,000 titles to choose from, and you can listen to them on any device, including whatever you're hearing us on right now. And if you sign up at our link, which is audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth, you get one free audiobook and a one-month trial of the service. Some examples of books you can listen to on audible.com are Transform Your Company by Alex Vorobiev and The Irresistible Consultant's Guide to Winning Clients by David A. Fields, both of whom have been guests on this podcast. So visit audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth, explore the books that are of interest to you, and receive one free audiobook when you sign up for the trial. Today we're speaking with Koki Barini about the importance of work-life balance for entrepreneurs. So before we went on the sponsor break, we were talking about riches and in so many different ways. Uh, and I'm curious about um, the concept of a person's true wealth. What, what is that all about? So I have to give credit to Lee Brower, uh, who wrote the forward to a perfect day and has also been a mentor for mine for, I'd say, 10 to 15 years. And uh, Lee coined and trademarked the term true wealth. And she has a, a true wealth program in ambassadorship whereby he has trained many of us um, in the planning field to embrace and teach this concept to the world at large. And the true wealth concept really embodies this idea of taking an inventory of all of your assets, not just your financial assets. So earlier we spoke about riches and, and about how the many, all of the riches will come. That's sort of what I mean is that, you know, your riches are not just financial in nature. And part of my planning process that I take clients through, which is a derivative of what uh, Lee Brower has given me through the True Wealth Ambassadorship, is taking them through, it's the perfect day process, uh, an asset inventory of what really are your riches? What are your assets? And so true wealth really embodies this idea of embracing the fact that perhaps our core assets or our experience assets are more valuable to us than our financial assets. And I can tell you when you go through the process, the perfect day planning process, you're going to find that's true in the end. And, and it's, I, I love the aha moment because when I tell people that they're like, Oh no, surely not. Surely, you know, <laughs> you know, the 3 million in the bank and, and my business valuation of, of 15 million, surely that's more important. But you know, when you find yourself in a hospital bed dying, I mean, ask Steve jobs, right. What was his that's greatest, what I keep thinking about as you're talking about his, this. Yeah, yeah. What was his greatest asset? You know, when, yeah. he, when he passed away, I can tell you it was not his checkbook. Yeah. And so it was, you know, the idea of his family and his health, his experiences. Yeah. So it's about that switch. And that switch is one that can happen super, super easily. Um, or it can be one you put your heels in the ground and you'll never get it. So it just depends on hmm. when one is ready really yeah. yeah embrace this idea of i'm tired of being on this this never-ending hamster wheel i'm tired of the spinning and there's got to be a different way because the spinning nine times out of ten is is towards the financial assets towards that part of a person's true wealth and that's only a quarter of it 
there's, right. there's, there's, there's other aspects. And so if people would only get on that hamster wheel and start spinning um, for, their, for their family values or start spinning for their family's experiences or their own experiences, um, we'd have a lot happier people walking the streets and, and a lot more thriving businesses, to be sure. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so you said something about the financial assets are only a quarter of their total assets. So what types of assets should they be putting on their, um, you know, so to speak? Well, so you're going, to be, you're going to be giving away the secret sauce. Oh, but no. I'm but I'm happy to do it. I'm happy to do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Because it, it doesn't necessarily make sense, but the way I try to walk people through the process is to say, take an inventory of your assets. And it's a really interesting exercise because you say, take an inventory of all of your assets, no rules. And invariably someone in the crowd is always like, define an asset. Yeah. <laughs> no definition. Whatever an asset is to you, you start by writing down a list of 20. And you know, what's also another aha is, is doing a list of 20 of your, of your assets, your most valued assets. Um, people think, oh, that's easy. Give it a try. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be surprised. And so I say that to listeners to say, don't beat yourself up because this perfect day process and like getting towards this place of true wealth is never about guilt or shame. Uh, yeah. Never about that. So when, when you hit 12 and you're like, huh, I don't know what else I have. Um, don't worry about it, but keep pressing on. So, so take an asset inventory. And then the next step is to see what assets have you written down the most? Are they mostly financial in nature? And so here's what I'll give you the four. The four types of assets, and again, this comes from Lee Brower, and you can see this in both his book, um, The Brower Quadrant, and or mine, where he's written the foreword, which is Perfect Day. Um, the four types of assets are core assets, which is who you are, your values, your health, your family, your beliefs, your faith. Um, you know, we've already mentioned financial assets. That's the easiest to sort of um, envision. Um, then we have experience assets. It's pretty self-explanatory. And then the last asset category, which I will share with you and your listeners, 100% of the time when I take people through this process, and I love sharing this because this goes back to that guilt and shame piece, 100% of the time, the category that has the least amount of assets have been written down are clients' contribution assets. So it's how do you, oh. give, how do you give back? How are you consistently making this world a better place for tomorrow than how you found it yesterday. Wow. And it's not to say that my clients aren't philanthropic because yeah. it's almost a requisite um, for me to spend yeah. time with you. You know, it, it's, you've got to yeah. be, you just have to have that on your heart. Yeah. Um, it's not to say my clients aren't philanthropic, but when people sit down and do an asset inventory, and I'm sure at this point you can kind of get why, it's kind of an aha um, process of like, I, I, why I don't exactly explain what the types of assets are because now the listeners 
can hear what the assets are. And so it gives them, it gives them this pause of like, Oh yeah, I get it. All my experiences, all my contribution assets, all my core assets. Um, but, but contribution assets 100% of the time when I take people through this process is, is the category that has the least assets in it for every single person. And I don't ever like saying absolutes, but it's a hundred percent true hundred percent of the time. Wow. And so I say that for, so that people don't feel like, Oh my gosh, I'm a terrible person. Yeah. I don't give back enough. None of us do. Yeah. So, and it also gives pause for this idea of where we all need to step up more in our lives in order to achieve true wealth, in order to achieve more perfect days, in order to achieve balance in our assets. Oh, so, right. So, so it's, as you said, it's not about shame or guilt. It's about reality. It's about identifying where we really are. So then we can make effective decisions about how we're moving forward. I mean, there's very few business people out there who say, oh, you know, I'm, I need a reset. I want to retire. So, you know, oh, what are the first things I need to do is find out how I need to give back to the world today. I mean, that's yeah, usually right. not the first go-to. Yeah. But um, the point is, is those four categories we just talked about, that's the 411 framework. So if you can wake up every morning and decide what am I going to do in these four years of my life that takes 10 minutes? I mean, these four tasks shouldn't take you an hour. You know, these, the four things should be momentum towards a future goal. So what four things can you do in those four categories we just talked about that is going to get you closer towards a perfect day or a true wealth vision? Okay. All right. That's really valuable. Great. Really so, so, so they don't, so if, if people are listening and thinking, okay, wait a minute, that, that feels like, like a total reset, like a, like a total change. That isn't necessarily what you're saying. What you're saying is start implementing small things every day that build toward you having that perfect day. Is that yeah, that? I mean, you know, okay, so let's start with the contribution place, bucket, you know. Okay. okay, so you've done your 20 assets and you see there's nothing on there. Well, yeah. one step towards a perfect day vision is, is, well, you need to fill that bucket. So how do you want to do that? Well, I mean, I've had many clients say to me, I'd really like to start a family foundation. That's something I get yeah. pretty often. I want to start a family foundation so that I can park money in it, I can, I can be charitable, I can get tax deductions, but I'm not like concerned about the vetting of where it's going because there's so many nonprofits out there. And I'd really like my kids to have an active role in rolling up their sleeves and deciding where's this money going. So what actionable step are you gonna take tomorrow in order to start that ball rolling? Well, there's a lot of things that goes into starting a family foundation. <laughs> and so, you know, each day you just need to send an email, right? Yeah. Take 10 minutes, write what your idea and your vision is. Um, yeah. Take 10 minutes and text your children and say, we're having, a, we're having a meeting at dinner on Friday night and I wanna share something with you. Right. You know, it's just little things towards your the end that you have in mind um, in those four areas of your life. Got it. 
That's great. And thanks for that example because I think that helps really uh, paint a picture of really what you're talking about. And, you know, nine times out of ten also with the other asset categories, um, and I like to highlight this because I've had, you know, being in financial services and investments, you know, my, my clients are often fairly wealthy and sometimes their perfect days can involve opining after shiny baubles, I like to call them. And, um, you know, planes and houses and what have you, you can, you know, fill in the blank. Yeah. Yeah. But really what I've found in this concept of true wealth and in this concept of creating more perfect days in your life, if you go back to that asset inventory, the inventory that you wrote down all your assets, there's assets on that page that you want more of. And, you know, nine times out of 10, it's, it's usually not, Oh, I love my house and I want more houses. It may be, you know, around your health, for example, I'd like to be more fit or I'd like to lower my blood pressure or I'd like to go off all my meds or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, so usually it's something you already have. So when you're, you know, you, we also lead into the exercise by saying, start by gratitude, start with gratitude. Definitely. You know, like, you know, for those who didn't believe me, but did come up short <laughs> on coming up with 20, um, assets on your asset inventory, take a step back and, and make a list of 10 things you're grateful for. Yeah. And if you look at that list of what you're grateful for embedded in that list are your greatest assets. Yeah. Right. And so when you're grateful for your health, it's like, well, let's make more of that. Let's improve upon that. So I encourage people when they're creating their perfect days and they're creating these, these four things that they're really aiming for um, within their asset structure. It's usually something they already have. You just, it's something you want to make better. So it's not, you know, the, um, the private jet that you don't have. Oh, I want to put that on my, um, I I want that on my asset inventory. That's what I want to shoot for tomorrow. And that's really not, how this is working. I mean, it's all great for Warren Buffett and net jets and all that. You want a jet, get yourself a jet. Um, but typically, and I hope that that doesn't confuse listeners. Um, I encourage no, I thought, I think that's great to not, you know, aspire after the shiny baubles that you don't have yeah. really improving upon the assets that you currently do have is, is a great place to start for, um, a fulfilling perfect day vision and a fulfilling path of true wealth. Okay. So is there um, like a stage in someone's career where they should be evaluating the work-life balance or is it at any point or every, you know, is it something they should be doing consistently, periodically, if they get to a certain point where they should go, okay, wait, now I need to evaluate. Great question. And I do, I have asked this question a good bit on Perfect Day Podcast to listener or to my interviewees about uh, lifestyle deficit disorder. And I asked them the question, do you think it's avoidable? And what lifestyle deficit disorder is, is just staying on that hamster wheel and being completely out of balance, right? And you know, unfortunately, consistently, the answer I get from my interviewees is that 
LDD is not avoidable. Lifestyle deficit disorder is not um, avoidable in the early stages of an entrepreneur's life. And as is often true in my life, I always like to turn everything on its ear and not accept <laughs> the norm or what people <laughs> say. Um, and I'd really like to think that that's not true, but I, I do have to just really lay down and concede that in the yeah. early stages of a brand new business, you really do have to accept that things are going to be out of balance and you can imperfectly balance that. So, you know, if you're going to work your ass off, you know, six days a week, um, you know, you need to tell your loved ones or whoever's important to you um, when you're going to see them and why your nose is to the grindstone and how you're going to make it up to them. And you just got to hope and pray that, that that's a good, that's a good plan and that's a good strategy for your life and that you don't get sucked in and stay there forever. Um, but I will concede that that's a really, that's a really hard time to try and implement yeah. a work-life balance. But I will tell you, it's the most fertile ground for adopting early on this concept of a life-driven business model because it is so hard three years into your business to try and then make that switch. Yeah, right. And, and so if you can try and put your non-negotiables up front on the table early, which non-negotiables are, I don't want to give my family my leftovers. You know, I'm not yeah. going to sit at a desk nine to five. I am not going to come home at nine o'clock at night. Um, what I, I'm not going to work on Saturdays. Whatever your non-negotiables are, it's really cool to be able to lay those out early and like set out what's your life plan and build your business around that. Yeah. Uh, first, right. and are you going to fall off the, the wagon? Yes, you are. But at least you have your framework and your vision of what you want it to look like, try and implement it out the gate and then work towards a more perfect um, execution of it. But, um, you know, really answer that question. The best time to focus on it is day one out of the gate. You just got to give yourself permission to, to fail, you know, in that balance category. Um, but, you know, once you're three to four years in, um, if you feel you're still suffering, then you absolutely need to heavily evaluate, um, you know, what, what may be wrong in your execution within your business, um, or your revenue structure. Right. Um, and I would offer it's delegation. So, um, <laughs> us, us entrepreneurs, <laughs> yeah. Did you get that? Delegation, delegation, <laughs> delegation. Um, yes, us entrepreneurs, you know, tend to adopt this you know, rugged individualist approach. Yeah. And I can do it. It's just easier for me to do it myself. And, you know, that's the biggest, um, um, what would the term be? This is the biggest reason for lifestyle deficit disorder or LDD. Yeah. 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 I see that all the time. I, I completely agree with that. I see it all the time. Cause, and, and it's because of what you said. People think um, it's just easier for me to do it myself. Or they think, well, no one else is going to do it the way that I do it. And they're right. They're not. Who cares? As long as they do it, they don't have to do it the way you do it. Give they them your non-negotiables. Yeah, give yeah. them your non-negotiables. Here's what you need yeah. to do. Don't kill any women or unarmed soldiers along the way. <laughs> Bam. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love uh, oh, the my title God. of a title of um, your book, Lemonade Stand Selling. I love this because I, um, that's the title of your book. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, Tell me, why do you love that? Well, because I, like I said, I 411 wherever I am and I just 411 on the side of Denali uh, about a month ago. And one of the things I riffed about was, which is just, you know, I'm either talking into my phone or I'm writing, you know, memos in the yeah. tent at night of just things yeah. that come to my mind. Yeah. And one of the things was this list, these, these lists of the, that the entrepreneurs and our clients have that are like really bogging them down. And it's hilarious how really underwhelming these lists are, right? Yeah. Um, and if they just write them down, like what's frustrating you the most, you know, which is causing you to take leftovers home to your favorite people, don't do that. It's like make the list and what is it? And like start tackling it, right? And one of the things, yeah. one of the rants I went off on was, you know, I don't want to hear you don't have the money. I don't want to hear you can't hire the COO or I don't want to hear that you can't hire another person to handle, you know, some of these things that may be frustrations. It's like, I mean, get your, get your granddaughter or get your, your nieces or your nephews or one of your children and put them on the street and start a lemonade stand. Like seriously, <laughs> like if you cannot find an extra, you know, you know, you know, $2,500 in your budget every month or $500, whatever the number may be, yeah. it's like yeah. start a lemonade stand and like right. quit your whining. Like, I mean, I remember <laughs> in, you know, 1978, you know, on Meeting Street, downtown Charleston, making like $130 at a lemonade stand. I mean, do, do the inflation adjusted number right. on that. <laughs> I mean, seriously. So like, I don't want the excuses. It's like, get the frustration list. If you've got to throw a little bit of money at it, throw some money yeah. at it and move yeah. on. Yeah, right, right. Well, yeah, then people are, are th their own um, impediment, right? They're, they're just getting in their own way because they won't do the things that they need to do in order to be able to solve the problems that they need yes. to solve. Yes, so, it's yeah, the... the yeah. It's the um, perfect day squasher, the control monster. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Exactly. It's just awful. Yeah. And then, and then it's, it's been, I, I always end up going to my Dr. Phil moment, which is how's that working out for you? Cause not so great. Okay. Well, yeah. Do something about it. Right. But the good news is once you're a grown up, you can make decisions. Correct. About how your life is. Yeah. Pattern yeah. interrupts. Do something yeah. different. Yes. Right. Reset. Oh my gosh, I so love this conversation. And, and it, it has been sort of rejuvenating for me as well. So I know how valuable it's been for the listeners. And speaking of them, will you tell them how they can access you and your book and, and all of that great information you were talking about earlier? Oh gosh, sure. Um, I hope I didn't mention it too much earlier. Um, no, you just said it once. You're good. Great. So Let's see, best way to get me, I love, I love engaging with newbies to Perfect Day. And so for those of you who are new to this concept and, and wanna know more about 411, I would really challenge you to do 411 Live um, on Mondays and Wednesdays at 5.30 in the morning. Yes, 5.30. I do a Facebook Live. Um, it's from my um, business page, which is Perfect Day Connect. Uh, so at Perfect Day Connect. So, you know, you can get 
um, a lot of um, perfect day knowledge there. Um, we also have the free book on download at freebook.cokiebarini.com. And I know um, coming up in August and September, I have um, a free webinar, which will give you a little more of a synopsis on going through the process that we talked about today. And you can find that at webinar.cokiebarini.com. Oh, fabulous. Okay. Wow. See, guys, tons of ways. I got to, I got to, I'm going to the Facebook page because I'm up at 530 in the mornings. Oh, Usual. I can't wait. So, I can't yeah. wait to see Monday morning. <laughs> wait, do you have to see me or do yeah. I just get to see no, you? No, no, you get cause... to see me and I promise you it's always a trip. Oh, right on. I okay. promise All you right. it'll, it'll really make you feel good about yourself to see what I look like at 530. <laughs> Fabulous. Yes. Wonderful. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. And listeners, thank you. I, I just know you're getting a ton out of this. also like to thank our sponsor, uh, remember, in order to get a free trial of audible.com and a free audiobook when you sign up for that trial, go to audibletrial.com slash business growth. Continue to prosper and be curious. And until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly, and our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast.